Welcome to another episode of Pole Talk. This is your co-host Jarvie with your boy Chris. Chris, how we feeling? Uh, stress. I ain't gonna lie. Very stressed. This has been a stressful week for me, depending <laughs> on, like, because of work. Um, basically, a lot has happened. Let's just say the pandemic has caused a lot of shortages in the world. And yeah. it's affecting my work life. And it's making it very stressful. Already... Summer is the busiest time of the year for me uh, because I work for a school system. And since all the kids are out of school and I work with the devices, I have to make sure all of them are repaired for the new school year. Mm. So um, well, I'm working pretty much 10-hour days, six days a week. And like I said, the shortage just that's happening worldwide because of COVID, it's not making it any better. Yeah, I mean, we was talking about it earlier. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say because you've been going through it. I really don't know what else to say. But, man, those computers. Like, who? I, I was just talking about this with my grandma. Why is there a shortage on everything? Like, why is there a shortage on chicken? Where is there a shortage on rental cars? Where is there a shortage on probably hair clippers? Like, it's, it's probably a shortage on everything. And I think people just finally have a time to be like, I don't feel like doing my job. Basically, yeah, which is cool. I'm just playing. That's a Republican in me. <laughs> <Not a> Republican <laughs> in me. But uh, that's funny because guess what this episode is about? What is this episode about? <laughs> COVID and the panini that we're in. Oh my god! Not, so not the panorama. Yes, we're talking about the Panasonic. Today. <laughs> so that's what this episode. We are dedicating it to the pandemonium. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy in this um, Pazuki. Is 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 it's I don't know. If, you know, we've already stressed that we had a whole episode about vaccinations. Yeah. yeah. Well, not a whole episode. We're not a whole, we, yeah. We, we, we touched, touched on, it. on it. Yeah, we touched on it. But it was just like, if you know, we're pro-vax, which I don't even think needs to be a thing. It needs to be everybody a vax. It shouldn't be a political side. But this COVID is ramping back up. You know, we have the Delta variant strain that's been in, you know, that I think it pretty much attacked all of india and i was in you know california it's pretty much straight you know standing around like, i yeah you know. i was listening to cnn the other day and yeah. i think they have pretty much identified the delta variant in all 50 states now oh wow yeah see so. i was about to give it credit and saying it's like spreading still but it's like in every 50 it's all states yeah, yeah. um so as a quick little catch up, so the Delta variant is supposed to be more what infectious. Yes, it is it, more. Yeah, infectious. it uh, it spreads more easier than the other variants, uh, and then I think it's supposed to attack younger people. A little yes, there's somebody said I seen the article title that said it's supposed to be like the young person's uh, variant. Yeah, variant, much. and the, I, CNN Health literally has this title on that article says Delta variant is COVID nineteen on steroids, which so. is. That. I, that's a cheesy head fight. But, you know, that's, that's just cheesy as hell. But, I mean, that's the way they get... They could have used a better one to get people to read that. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's numbers are going up. Uh, I know in terms of vaccine, aren't you Moderna gang? Yeah, I'm Moderna gang. I'll hit gang, 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 gang. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm a Pfizer poppy. <laughs> it came out, I think, either later today or earlier today that... Pfizer is about to apply. Yeah, it came out earlier today. Yeah, for that, uh, a Pfizer. If you got a Pfizer vaccine, you got to get a booster shot, pretty much, to yeah. make sure it can cover all the variants, uh, especially the Delta variant. But uh, yeah, they're gonna get FDA approval for Delta for the variant uh, booster shot, and I probably think I gotta take it because 
I'm a Pfizer copy. But that's so crazy to me because they were saying Pfizer was like 95 percent, you know, yeah. effective against well, COVID. Yeah. yeah. Pfizer is, I think, 95%, mm-hmm. but Moderna is 97%. Why I felt like... Somebody made me feel bad that I had Moderna when I first got it. Nah. Somebody said Pfizer was the better one. And now now I got to read, like... Because I just set my dad up for an appointment. I think he got fired because I was assuming <laughs> it was the better one. Now I got to go back and change it up. Cause I, <laughs> oh, man, I feel kind of bad. Because... Oh. The Walmart was offering Moderna, now it's Pfizer, so I think that's Well, it's funny because uh, when I signed my grandmother up months ago, back in um, the beginning of March, uh-huh. uh, we we signed up through, she did it through Walmart, and they got gave her Pfizer. Hmm. Uh, I know I got mine from Walgreens, and Walgreens had Pfizer, but... Who got the Moderna on lockdown? I think it's mostly like actual like hospital clinics um, that got Moderna, and then pretty much like commercial pharmacies. I think have Pfizer's. How did I get it at Walmart then? I got it at literally Walmart out here. But then again, yeah. At that point, that was just like, yeah, pickers can't be choosers, so it's just yeah. like just get vaccinated, yeah. no matter which one you got. You know what's bad though, Chris? Like I was just looking at the appointment schedule, like Walmart, CVS, all of that. Uh-huh. Went to the Walmart schedule. Like when I signed up for, you had to sign up for like a week in advance. Uh-huh. Like when I first signed, I signed up like in March, April, whatever. You go now, you can go there that bit tomorrow at nine. <laughs> at nine, they like, please come. And when I say the time is not, but like from nine to like six p.m. on Friday, they got shots for all of y'all. They like, please. CVS got got to the point where it's literally walk-ins are available. <laughs> not just a point, but they're like, the look, same, come get the, it. Yeah, at the same time, the vaccine is just so readily available. It's like, um. The United States is swimming in vaccines, and that basically they have started selling them to other countries, like underdeveloped countries, third yeah, countries, and I stuff like that. Because uh, I know we've shipped some to the Middle East, we've yeah. shipped them to Africa, we've shipped some to South America, mm-hmm. and then I know we gotta watch just, that one in Africa. They might have shipped us some, you know, <laughs> you know the U.S. track, or they might have shipped us some. <laughs> <laughs> we can't sell doubt into people. Already, people are shaky about the vaccine. Right, so, right, right. Let, let me let me chill, but. Um, it's crazy though, honestly. I also forgot the point I was about to make with the U.S. with their uh, vaccines. Oh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has not was not going to meet his like uh, threshold that he wanted for the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. So he has set a personal goal of getting so many Americans vaccinated before the Fourth of July, and literally, I think uh, a few days, four or five days before the Fourth of July, uh, there was a press conference at the White House where they literally said, "Just like, yeah, we're not going to meet it." Yeah. Um, because interest in getting the vaccine has fallen. Uh, people willing Bad. to get the vaccine has fallen. So pretty much at this point, I really do think everybody that wanted the vaccine to get the vaccine has already gotten it. Yeah, that is my thing. And that's the point we're going to drive on. We're going to talk on a lot of bases with COVID. But that is my thing. And it's my pet peeve that I hear right now. If you're talking to me about the vaccine and you say, I ask you if you've gotten it or we got on that conversation, you say you haven't gotten it yet. Don't say yet. Just say you're not going to. That's my thing. Because if you wanted the vaccine by now, there's nothing would have stopped you by now. I just saw the appointment time. Don't say, well, I haven't gotten it yet or, yeah. you know, I'm planning on it. There's nothing stopping you. I there's promise you. Because I'm not going to lie. When I when I scheduled mine, I literally was sitting in the car. Um, I was on my phone, on the app, mm-hmm. and I just made a Walgreens account. Uh, and then I was just like went to the section to get for the COVID vaccine. Yeah. And it was just like, do you want to schedule your first dose and then manually schedule your second dose, or you want to schedule your first and second dose 
uh, together where they recommend the time frame that you're supposed to separate from. So I was just like, well, let's do the first and second one at the same time. Mm-hmm. Did it on a certain day, picked a location I wanted to go. I went to the closest Walgreens uh, to my job, and literally I just showed up. And that was yeah. it. There was no line. Basically, I was just like, yeah, I'm here for the COVID shot. And I was like, all right, fill out this paperwork. And it literally took not even five minutes. Signed my name. And it's like, all right. Uh, took my temperature to make sure I didn't have a fever or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after that, stuck me in my arm. When, was, when was this? The first dose was mid-April. See? And then my second dose was literally the second week in May. Because I got it. You're supposed to have Pfizer 21 days apart. So that's basically like two and a half weeks apart. Mm-hmm. But Walgreens at the time was doing it for Pfizer three weeks apart. Yeah. Uh, and literally I had already scheduled it when it was just like, yeah, we're going to do the recommended um, 21 days. So I had my three weeks apart. So literally I want to say I got my, my first dose mid-April. And second one, second week in May. Yeah, I got mine around that same time. I got my first one had to be like late March. And mm-hmm. it was before my birthday. My birthday, April 12th. And literally, I got my second dose on my birthday. Uh-huh. But I just remember when I got both of the doses, like the, the, the demographics of people I went to. Probably because the Walmart I went to and what side it was on. Mm-hmm. But I saw like older white people, younger black people. It was a line for when I... I'm pretty sure if I go on that thing right now, and I've been in the, you know, Walmart's and Target since then who provide COVID vaccines, their line's not popping. They not popping. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not, y'all, the, the, the stuff ain't shipping. So yeah. I think that's such a terrible indictment of, like, people's perception of it. And I think you hit it right in the, on the head when you said everybody that got it, I think they got it. Yeah. I mean, I mean everybody I, that wanted it, they got I, it. Yeah, I know there's some people, they scared to get it because they was just like, oh, I don't want to deal with, like, the side effects of it. And it's like, literally, my first my first dose, I felt perfectly fine. And nothing happened. Like, I literally yeah, got it. Like, same. I remember it. I got it on a Monday uh, and literally worked. I got it on my lunch break on a Monday. Mm. Literally worked the rest of the day and then went to the gym. Mm. Lift the weights and everything, and then went home. Oh, you worked sleep. out that way? They told me don't yes. work out for two days. Oh, oh okay, strong I, man. I, I, was say, I, was, I don't think they told you that. Uh, I no, I, 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 I really think they told me not to work out. I really, unless oh. that was the second dose. Maybe yeah. it might have been the second. Even, dose. Actually, even with my second dose, again went on my lunch break. I might be making that up. Uh, and I went to the gym afterward. I might be making. I might be confusing with something else. I'm sorry. I would say for my second dose. Uh, I did feel like a sense of drowsiness that was there, but it wasn't enough to make me say like, "Oh, I'm tired," or "Oh, I gotta take a nap," or something like that. Right. But there was a like some drowsiness that I did feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I owe it to me. I drink a lot of water, so okay. I guess I got strong <laughs> or something like that. But but yeah, so I want to say since this episode is dedicated to. COVID and the panini grill that we're in. <laughs> uh, let's start from the beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> of how all of this happened. So the papaya, how the papaya started. Yes, uh, back in I want to say what fall or early winter twenty nineteen. That's it had to be December when I heard. I didn't hear about it. If it, I wasn't tapped in, but I didn't hear about it until December twenty nineteen. Yeah, it, it didn't become like a full news story until November. I want to say around Thanksgiving twenty nineteen, where it's just like, yeah, this is new virus in China uh, mm-hmm. is making people sick and they're like dying really fast. And I was like, oh, 
damn. Yeah. And then they was they was listening out the Simpsons and they was just like, wow, this is this is like a normal cold. Stop, stop right there. Should okay, hypothetical. Should once we have heard that as the U.S., you know, we were with that that guy, that president. I don't even want to name him. Mm-hmm. He was our president. The Cheeto. Yeah, the Cheeto. Yeah, let's call him that. Orange man. Should we have stopped all international travel then? And would they have stopped it? At this point, I don't think... I can see the logic behind it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he targeted specific countries when doing that, like because apparently they were just too third world yeah. or too poor or the, the nasty countries mm-hmm. in his mind, it seemed a little racist. Yeah. Because it was mostly Middle Eastern countries and like Caribbean countries and stuff like that. Because, uh, again... The Cheeto has had <laughs> comments on record where he called Caribbean countries like shitholes. Yeah, shithole countries. Uh, so yeah. I'm not going to say if I was a president, I wasn't going to ban international travel into the United States. But at the same time, I know with our group, with our friend group, when we went all, all that time thinking far, far back, we were saying just like at that point in time, homecoming at UL had just happened. Yeah. And everybody remember, like, getting sick right after homecoming. I'm impervious. I wasn't sick. (laughs) I wasn't sick. (laughs) Like, everybody, like, I I remember, uh, I remember, like, Sydney talking about uh, how her line sisters were sick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other people talking about how uh, this person got sick or felt like they had, like, Well, I'm not, if, if you play back a video of what those people were doing, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure if that was what, you know, caused them to be sick. I mean, if you're drinking out of a Hennessy bottle, then you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to go there. I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. Uh, a lot of people were saying that they were sick. And most of the symptoms that people were having were like flu-like symptoms at yes. the time when COVID was being trouted as like a flu-like virus. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were saying, it's just like, oh, we probably had COVID. So at this point, I think it made it to the major news cycles in November, but I think it was probably a thing well before then. And then another thing I remember is back in uh, fall and winter of 2019, I remember everyone saying it's like how deadly the flu season was. Like this mm-hmm. was the deadliest flu season on record and stuff like that. So I think a lot of those flu diagnoses weren't actually the flu. It was actually COVID. Yeah, um, I think so. that's true. I didn't even think about that as far as like how I forgot about the UL homecoming where everybody was sick. But it's true. I mean, it, it reflects my whole like theory of should we have shut down international travel? Yeah. travel. It would have spread regardless because yeah. we was already there. Because now it makes me wonder, when did this virus really get from point A to point B? Yeah, there's a lot of theories and conspiracy theories that's going around, yeah. but you don't, you, we don't really know. Because as of right now, there's the whole uh, incident where COVID was found in a, a, a city in China called Wuhan. And in that city in Wuhan is mm. a disease lab, mm. uh, an infectious disease lab. And a lot of people, a lot of conspiracy theorists are saying that it's possible that COVID was made in a lab and it was it escaped out of that infectious disease lab. That uh, there's no truth to that at the at at this point in time. But a lot of people are saying that COVID was a manufactured well, virus. Well, you know, people are so smart these days. 
let me not insult the listeners, but uh, <laughs> certain people, the people that put flags in their social media accounts or dogs as their avies, they like to say they know what's really going on compared to like what's confirmed. And I'm glad you're saying that and confirming it and showing that it's not even a confirmation that it, you know, it's still allegations that it came from this lab that was in Wuhan, this, this disease lab. But it just makes me wonder why do people always feel like they know the answer when it hasn't been confirmed? You know, like, uh, it's like a lot. Of, I get it. It's a national pandemic, but it's just, you know, it's weird. Uh, I don't know, because there's a lot of people uh, that likes to think that they're the expert on something. And yes. sometimes they talk to the experts and it's just like, well, I think that you're wrong. And it's just like, how are you going to diss this person that has degrees? You telling the doctor. You telling yeah. the doctor, I don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, I get it, y'all. You know, one time got a gold star in elementary school, but I just don't understand why people always want to come with that kind of point. I, you know, I think I talked about that a little bit of the episode, the contrarian point. It's been, then if I go against what's the mainstream value, I am smart. You know, I am smart man now, a smart woman. Yeah. So it, I, I, it's crazy, but I don't, I don't think that banning the international travel would have worked really that much. Oh no, you poked the hole in that theory when you already said that. That just, yeah, made me, so, I'm just trying to realize when did it get here. I mean, by the time, I, yeah, I, I know we know for sure it got here somewhere in 2019. Yeah, for when sure. in 2019? Who knows? That's kind of scary. Um, but it's crazy because all that happened, and then do you remember the time when Twitter was Jolson? About how black people can't get the virus. Oh my god, it looks so terrible now. I, I remember the time. Yeah. It was like melanin don't stop. Melanin, you know, oops, sorry. Then <laughs> then it, the, the stuff really hit the fan because people, black people were dying at that time. We just wasn't saying anything. Then it just really started hearing like poor communities where they didn't have, you know, available uh-huh. health care. Then yeah. we was like, oh. And that joke, that joke easily. Died. I think it was uh, the moment that re- people realized, it's like, damn, black people can't get the viruses. When what's his name in the NBA got it? Um, Rudy Gobert. Yes, <laughs> the one that everybody hates. They don't. They, I mean, they don't. <laughs> well, even not hates. everybody hates the one that G House hates. Yeah, I mean, no, everybody hates him. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, NBA Twitter <laughs> hates Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they hate him, but you know, some people wouldn't even consider him black, which he is, from what I'm understanding. Uh-huh. He is black. He's just born in France. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that time. And it's crazy that it took us that because you're right. Now I'm thinking about it. What other prominent person? I remember Idris Elba got it. You remember yeah. his wife was on? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Well, for, uh, yeah. I think that was after Rudy Gobert. Yeah, yeah, that was because I remember um, it really, what really made people just start paying attention, really, really, was when Tom Hanks and his wife died. Yeah, that was crazy. And then they even had conspiracy theories like that. I think the Illuminati people, you remember they was making those videos? They yeah. made a comeback with like, see, these celebrities are being sacrificed to show y'all to make y'all <laughs> think of everything. Because, I mean, I could have a moment of clarity right now. When the virus first was coming around in like December 2019, 20, you know what I mean, or November, I was one of those people that was skeptical. I was like, "Why y'all tripping? Y'all just talking about it because of the, you know, on the news. It's not about to happen. All that." Yeah, I think at, it, at, at that point in time, yeah. it was really contained to like just China. Yeah, right? like, but like, I, I was very dismissive of it, and I yeah. feel so bad now because one of my friends, she was like, "Nah, you tripping? That thing can come here." I'm like, "No, y'all just act like y'all gotta get on the next news cycle." I think it was, it had to either be early January or whatever December, and I was like. 
I had apologized to his friend. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I think it's going to be really bad. Because I remember when it got to the stay-at-home order. When that hit, that was yeah, like, uh, yeah. So, okay. So, when I think the first case hit the United States at uh, beginning of January after the World War Three jokes. Yes. Uh, by the way. <laughs> it's funny because we was talking about that at work amongst ourselves today. And I was just like, wow, that was a night to remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, on, in hindsight, nobody wants a World War Three because, man. I just can't imagine living through like any of the world wars. It's funny because instead of World War Three, we just got a, a, a punk and nickel bread right to live in. But um, but it, it's crazy. But fast forward to March, which I'm I'm so happy I was able to enjoy Mardi Gras before uh, the stay at home order and yeah. my birthday. But it really hit home about how... So selfish. I'm sorry. Uh, my birthday was right there in April. I know. <laughs> it was literally... So this is how it happened. It was like Zulu Ball and Mardi Gras was mm. one. Uh, then it's just like after Mardi Gras, everybody was just like, like, damn, it's in Louisiana now. Because I remember John Bell Edwards saying, it's just like, yeah, I've created this task force. So, so in the case that... Oh, I forgot about the task force. Yes, this task force in the case that COVID comes to Louisiana. We're going to be ready for it and stuff like that. How bad in hindsight it was to have Mardi Gras when that like was a positive... It was like literally Mardi Gras has like probably... You can't not convince me. Mardi Gras is like top 10 event in the United States of where people like travel from other cities to come down. Cause that Mardi Gras, I was there. It wasn't nothing different except like you remember floats, like the the accident. Oh yeah, it's crazy because yeah. then that was the year that everybody kept getting hit by a float. And yeah, dying. yeah, like it was yeah, like literally it was it was a it was a omen because you know what I know why it, it it was already there. COVID was there right after my cousins that stayed in New Orleans. Uh-huh. They got hit with like flu like symptoms, bad. Like they all felt like. Their bodies about to like. Burn oh yeah, and not yes. only that was like New Orleans going through it. I ain't yeah, they were they going had through. the Hard Rock incident. Yes, and then they was talking about the Hard Rock curse, and then the whole incident with everybody getting hit with the floats, Mardi Gras, and it was like, damn, huh, it was a lot. Right. So that was Mardi Gras, uh, and then like I said, soon after Mardi Gras, I think a week later after Mardi Gras was my birthday, so we all had the, the birthday brunch. Yeah, it was um, fun. Yeah, it was. We weren't, we weren't man, wearing masks. No, now. we were not yeah, wearing masks. We were masks. I think that was one of that. No, it wasn't the last big event, but it was the second last big event where yeah. we were all together. Yeah. But not all together. Our Houston fans. It was still cold. I had a sweater on. It was still cold. Yeah. I was fresh. Uh, we were all together for my birthday brunch. Uh, and then the next weekend after that was G House and CD's baby shower for Jolie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that was the last mm-hmm. big event. I think the stay at home order just had, or they was telling people. You should only be like ten or fifteen people yeah, in the that, building or that, something yeah. like that. Yeah. During their during the baby shower yeah. was when they were starting to when other states it wasn't Louisiana yet. Yeah. But other states were starting to begin to like shut down. I think New York was starting yes. to shut down and states up north was beginning it. Mm. And I was just like, Damn, this is crazy. Um Yeah. So literally I wanna say the week after uh, the baby shower mm-hmm. was when the stay-at-home order suddenly happened in Louisiana, and I will never forget this because it was a Friday. I was at work, and then I had went to lunch. I went to one of my favorite places, got me some uh, chicken swarma pasta. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, little little gas station called Rende's in Sorrento. Best best chicken pasta ever. You was in Sorrento at the dark. No, this is doing work. You know, it's a sundown time. Okay. Oh, calm down. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> calm down. <laughs> um, 
But I was on my way back from work, and mm. you know, some people in Ascension Parish, they got these little sources in the governor's office and stuff mm. like that. And somebody had messaged me and was just like, yeah, word on the grapevine is that the governor's going to shut down schools uh, in a press conference this afternoon. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Not you having a whistleblower. Yeah. No, <laughs> not, not, you. A, not, not a whistleblower. <laughs> but a fly on the wall. A fly on the wall. Okay. So, um, so I was like, that's crazy. So literally as I was off to lunch, I, I parked my car, went to my desk, sat down, and I was just like, Man, this is some good lunch that I'm about to eat. <laughs> and as soon as I got that, literally, technology director, secretary, the other supervisor, like everybody came in. It was just like, we need to talk to you right now. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right about to have my lunch. And it, it's just like, I'm hungry. So I leave my desk, go outside. And uh, basically, she confirms to me, it was just like, yeah, the governor's about to have a press conference to say that. Uh, he's shutting down schools uh, for two weeks. And the thing about it is that happened and boy was the Ascension people pissed because they saw this like out of the blue. Because again, we are the technology department mm-hmm. in Ascension Parish and then they are about to literally force all the students just out of nowhere suddenly to go home and learn from school. And it's just like, we were not prepared for that. I mean, but it, it proved to you know what happens in South Louisiana when we don't really have the infrastructure to do that. Like True. it showed, like well, the, not everybody. Ascension yeah. is Ascension being as affluent and rich as they are. Yeah, I mean, uh, they were prepared for it, but they were just caught off guard. Yeah, it's just like they wanted a little bit more forewarning instead of saying it's just like yeah, starting Monday on a Friday that we're not gonna have school. They were just like yeah, on Monday on this Friday. The following Wednesday, we're not gonna have school. Like that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. But they, they, Ascension literally had everything. In they, they, they had it. So, but it just showed the disparities between it. Yeah. A lot of I people show you, like I, I, yeah, I see it every day the disparities yeah. between school systems. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, literally it was just like that Friday, Governor like John Bell Edwards announced that like he's closing down schools for two weeks. Uh, oh, sorry, not to cut you off again. If we didn't have hypothetical, because you got, I mean, we've lived through this. Hypothetically, if we had a Republican governor, when will when will we gonna get that shut down? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Our uh, this is another thing, like John Bell at the in November 2019. That was also an election year for Louisiana, mm-hmm. for where we elect the governor. Yes, I swear to God, if Responi, phony Responi, <laughs> was governor. <laughs> The state would have had never shut down. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm on the same fence of we would be what Florida light, probably like yeah Florida, Florida light. light. Yeah, because he was, I think even Abot shut down Texas for a second. Did they really though? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, but he seemed like he had some kind of sense, and I'm just giving him a little credit. Uh, phony. I don't think he had any, like, any... I don't think, yeah, I don't think he was going to yeah, have any he, to shut it down. Yeah, we would have been the benchmark of... I, I think the only way, if Responi was governor, I think the only way we would have shut down is if it's just, like, we were seeing thousands of people die. Yeah, just drop week. dead. Yeah. At, uh, so, if, if, like, the death toll, like, sadly, people in Louisiana died. Uh, I think the last time I looked at the count today, it was like 40,000 people in Louisiana that's um, not, passed away. That's not an insignificant amount at all. Like but that, that really isn't. I, I do think under responding, it, it could have been a lot higher. Like that, Instead of that being in the like um, tens of hundreds of thousands, 
well not tens of hundreds of thousands uh, the tens of thousands that might have been over a hundred thousand people uh, that might have passed away from COVID but luckily John Bell took the measures that he did yeah like, looking back in hindsight I'm glad that he did what he did and the measures that were taken were taken I remember now I mean just let me flash back to that time I remember when like um going down the interstate when the first stay at home order happened that was the cleanest i ever seen the interstate when i said i can like hit a hit like a flip on there and nobody would know and i missed that traffic level man oh my god but it's, the city was such a ghost it's funny because for me with the stay at home order mm-hmm. uh like i went to work that monday uh, when the stay at home order went in effect, mm-hmm. uh, and then I ended up working from home starting that Tuesday. Uh, but this is how I prepared for the stay at home order because I was just like, Oh, this isn't gonna be a major thing, mm-hmm. uh, this is only gonna last two weeks. You want to know what I did? What did you do? I did not go to the grocery store to buy the groceries, mm-hmm. I did not buy the toilet paper because remember, people oh, were going yeah. crazy. On the toilet paper. They, yeah, that was like, like I, yeah. I think I even remember I sent a video to the group message of uh, I was in Walmart. I was like, I last minute went to Walmart and went to the toilet paper aisle, and like it was completely empty. Yeah, there was like the Affinity Stones in there. So, like, for real. Um, I want to say what I did, and looking back home, I was like, wow, I was really stupid. But what I did was literally, I went to Walmart and was like, this is not going to be that bad. This shouldn't last that long. I think it's going to last me two last two weeks at the most. You thought you was prepared for a hurricane. <laughs> yes, I, I literally prepared for a hurricane. And this is what I did. I went to Walmart and bought two boxes. Not one, but two boxes of the large size s'mores Pop-Tarts. Oh, my And I God. said, it's like, yeah, this should last me. It's like, like oh I can eat this. God. Where I don't have to go to the store and wait for them to restock. That's what I did. I bought two large boxes. Chris, of I know who I'm not going when the zombie apocalypse does <laughs> come out. You bought in the pandemic, in a panaroni, in a pepperoni. <laughs> you came and got two s'mores pop tarts. Two boxes. Not one, but two. The reason I'm saying that is because you didn't get blueberry. Oh, well, you didn't get you didn't again, get. Uh, I'm in a friend group where they chastise me constantly about loving chocolate. Yes, yes. So that's yeah. <laughs> I mean that's you know that's another topic. So okay, it's chocolate's not, not that bad. Chocolate is not that bad, but it's just like yeah, like EJ tried to shame me other than at the party too when he was like he was like anybody want party favors except Jarvis because when I showed him he was like oh yo you got his chocolate but it's like. Is chocolate is good. It's just I don't want chocolate the whole time. Like, dang, switch it up. You ain't got no Starburst. You ain't got no Skittles. <sighs> well, I mean, chocolate okay. is not that great when it comes to like being the only item. Like, uh, 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 that's what I'm saying. You anyway, should have blueberry. Chocolate is amazing, and I got s'mores. If you eat chocolate cake, I know you are part of like the problem in in America. Okay, okay, don't come for me. Yeah, I'm sorry. but anyway, I'm sorry. so I got s'mores, and uh-huh. I thought that was gonna last. It yeah. Didn't. It didn't, because instead of being in the house for two weeks, we were in the house for two months. So, okay, take me back to, you know, stay-at-home order, mm-hmm. you know, as you are. I don't remember how did my job work. You know, I work for a state agency, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We have a lot where we control where we have to get the mail first. Like, we're the first point of attack or business where if we don't get the mail, nobody, nothing goes down. 
I don't remember how that worked. I thought the stay-at-home order, all that or whatever we stayed at home, was like for two weeks. You're saying it's for two months? My yes. memory is fried that from that time. Months. I got trapped. Okay, my, my memory is fried. My stay-at-home order, I was just like, oh, I'm just staying home. I can play video games and stuff like that. And yeah. then I'm working from home. Because right, literally yeah. what, what it was is just like we, like we transitioned over to... The people that were working from home pretty much became like a help desk type thing where right. um, the students and teachers, if they had an issue with their device, they would make a ticket and uh, the program and everything and then we would look it up and they would put their contact information in and we will contact them and try to help mm-hmm. them resolve the issue over phone. So basically, like I said, we became like a help desk and I was doing that uh, working from home and then we actually had a physical site for the people that decided to brave the storm mm. uh, and come out. We set up depots around Ascension Paris where if they had a broken device, they can swap it out for a working one and stuff like that. Uh, so I was all excited and everything. <laughs> it's like, I'm working home. It's just like, finally, I can calm down. It was like, and rest and stuff like that. It was miserable. <laughs> and more so, so my daddy is a germaphobe. So literally this this pasta was (laughs) literally hell on earth for him oh my god so when i say that i was on lockdown in his house Mm -hmm. this house it felt like i was not at a state-owned or i felt like i was on house arrest oh my god like i couldn't just to make sure y'all was straight he was but not to that extreme like i thought angola was bad this became mini angola yeah uh like i could not leave to go anywhere (laughs) Everything had to be delivered to us. It was just like, literally, my exercise, my escape from the house was going to the mailbox across the street. (laughs) So, it was terrible. And, like I said, I got trapped in the house from the end of March to the beginning of May. Yeah, I think I remember that, like, you sent in a group message, like, you were like, man, like, yeah, you were on lockdown for a second. Like, yeah, you were. You was talking about, about, like, the the stay-at-home traffic. Yeah. I didn't experience that. Oh. (laughs) Like, I didn't know what it was. Like, I Well, well, you had the Pop-Tarts, so that's all that matters. You you just knew about the Pop-Tarts. You was just like, I'm good. I think I remember a little bit of living. I mean, shoot, I was going to Lafayette to see my girlfriend, so I remember going out there. And seeing the difference of having a Republican, you know, mm-hmm. mayor compared to a Democratic mayor mm-hmm. or more Democratic over here. And Lafayette was kind of, I would say it wasn't, it wasn't dead. It was just, they adjusted. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed, and if anybody knows, I love daiquiris. The daiquiri shops in Lafayette adjusted well compared to the daiquiri shops in Baton Rouge. And why was that? Because they had drive throughs So <laughs> drive throughs whoever had a drive through y'all was winning. Like anybody had a drive through, Kevin Seafood on University, going up. Everybody, everywhere they was going up. Popeyes, all fast food restaurants. If you didn't make a surplus in you know 2020, I think something was wrong with you because the drive through lines was crazy. I'm not gonna lie, the best thing that came out of this paprika was <laughs> the fact that everybody switched to online ordering right. or takeout, like to survive because i was already a person where it's just like if you didn't have a website for me to put in an order oh while yeah. i'm sitting at my desk for me to just go and pick it up and come back i was not eating there the introvert in me only or lot only online order i wasn't calling if i had to call you was asking <laughs> your food must have been slapping it must have really been slapping the, the introvert in me wanted to call i mean put the order online come in grab the food and leave like i was yes. a Serial killer or something. <laughs> yes. Like I was on a run. But I was I was so thankful that yeah. 
this is what ha- this was a byproduct of the pandemic. But yeah, um, so yeah, from the end of March to mid May, uh-huh. I was trapped in the house. I was on house arrest. Like I looked like a caveman because I had haircut. I'm a person. I literally get my haircut every two weeks. Yeah, um, I'm a I'm a weekly fan. I, I, I went two months without a haircut. I mean. It was rough. It was. It was. It was I remember rough. my hair touching my neck. I remember all that. It was. It was bad. I remember trying to play basketball. They took the rims down like we were <laughs> savages. I'm not gonna lie. There was one time I like back when we first saw each other for the first time after the say hell order. I saw your brother Sydney. <laughs> and I swear to God, I was just like, "Is this a black Israelite?" <laughs> I knew where you was about to go. Cause we all—if you look back then—we all looked junkified. I like guess. we, we really did. We re- we looked like the people that was trying to ask for your change, like for real. But it was crazy. Now I think about it because look, looking back on it, you know, we going—it's pretty much back to normalcy in a lot of aspects. We, if you, you even before the pandemic, you always said, "Man, if I get two or three weeks off, I'm gonna be straight." We got two or three weeks off. It was a pan, you know, panaroni, but we got two or three weeks off. And it was, now I want to say it was a hell, but there's only so many video games you can play. I'm not, okay, so one, during my stay at home order tenure, mm-hmm. I was just, after two weeks, I was just like, all right, this was fun. Now I'm ready to go out, but mm-hmm. it's just like, again, house arrest, couldn't leave. So the literally, the, the only game that preoccupied my time was Star Wars Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront. I tried. Okay, I tried. That, I, no we, we I about to say I tried. I just yeah, I, I, I tried took to it put off. You on, but you, you I know. took it off. I, I did yeah, play the intro. <sighs> <laughs> but anyway, that was the pride and joy mm. of my stay on all was playing that. But it also devastated me because they pulled the plug on the game. So. I, I'm I mean, they had a long time with that. Okay, okay, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm getting. Was, I'm in your business. It was getting great, like it had a rocky start, but they kind of like made up for it, and it was getting better. And then EA just pulled the plug on the game, and, yeah. I, and I was extremely pissed because I saw it coming out of nowhere. And is this the first time EA disappointed you? Because Madden no, fans it, would like to talk. It's it's not. <laughs> like, Madden had, fans would like to talk. It, after they got rid of the intro that was like EA games challenge everything, mm-hmm. they went downhill after that. Yeah, Madden, um, Madden fans would love to talk. So, is, I'm on I'm on the EA hate train. Like I hate Please. EA because they 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 ruined really? it for me, and it was in the middle of, of like the, the pastrama. <laughs> so it was just like uh. I was playing a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh games because by the time I didn't get excuse me I didn't get my PS5 until like shoot oh Mr. Rich man oh okay sorry 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 I'm not stunning but kind of but I didn't get my PS5 to the end of the year because the PS5 didn't come out with November or something like that yeah like November 2020 yeah so I'm trying to remember what oh I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh. I was playing Uncharted and I was playing 2K, but 2K wasn't as I mean, if we want to keep it honest, both the versions weren't that great. But it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't remember. I should have been like a a top player in the world. How much time I had, and you yeah. know, I think about it. But yeah, yeah literally, I was just playing computer games and I was trying to watch TV. But I'm a person where mm-hmm. I don't really watch TV uh, that often. But um, I, I was trying my best, but. Literally, uh, two weeks in, I was just like, I got to get out. Uh, but I couldn't. So, <laughs> I just 
it, it was it was hard on me. And then the worst thing about it is that I was a person that was trying to actually go to the gym and lose weight and stuff like that and lifting weights. And in those two months, I gained so much weight. Same, same. I want to say the entire time because all I was doing was just eating. Like instead, of, like I was eating out of boredom. What did you uh, order the most? I would say with me, I ordered a lot of waiter. I ordered hibachi, hibachi from this place in Baker. Y'all have my heart, my love, my soul. I know exactly what you talking about. The one next to the Pizza Hut. Yes, I need to go there. I always said I was gonna try. No, it, they nah, they raw. You gotta I, go. I, I, you gotta go. go. You you know you know that is is really good. It's my spot. I've taken B Clay. I'm talking KJ. I've taken Buku people. Yeah, it go hard. <laughs> I'm gonna go. You know, nah, it go hard. Get the shrimp and chicken or whatever you whatever you you know prefer. I'm gonna go. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like the thing that order was most so. My daddy did the um, home delivery for groceries from Walmart. Oh yeah, and he made a lot. Like we pretty much had Walmart delivered like every week. We spent. Nan well, lived to the hood, not brother. We, uh okay <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just saying he he spent a ton of money uh-huh getting groceries uh because we were just eating food well not we he was eating food but then after i want to say after week two i started eating a lot of food and the thing that he kept eating that i kept eating too and snacking on was croissants really so i was eating nothing but bread <laughs> well yeah i can see especially like with the lack of movement we were having yes. and just sitting in the house and playing, waking up, like, you just not going and moving your daily schedule, bread? Yeah. It, yeah. It was, so it was I, I was eating a ton of bread. Yeah. And literally, I was moving. I was getting out of my bed to my desk, which is right next to my bed, and from my desk back into my bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, it was, it was not a lot of movement and it was just a lot of eating. And I want to say, and mm. I, I shot up before the pandemic. I was at I was at 250 pounds mm. at the end of the stay at home order when I was going back to work I was like I was like 278 seriously you yes. didn't you didn't look no 278 I felt it especially I'm looking I, at you now I'm like 250 like that's crazy well yeah I've lost all that weight yeah oh uh, going back to the gym right um you look good bro thanks <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, I, I gained I gained so much weight. I, I gained like I said, more than twenty five pounds in two months. You and, and me both. You and, Pat, you and me both. When it was time to go back to work, uh, mid May, when I had to put on my work clothes and when my work like put on work pants, put on work shirt, I was like, huh, it's feeling a little tight. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was it was bad. For the first time in my life, I'm a person. I've always been to fit clothes since high school. The same clothes I bought in high school, they may be a little snug, which I like, which I like, but you know, <laughs> but I can still fit them. Uh-huh. It wasn't until, like you said, going back to work a little bit, and it wasn't even that far. It was like whenever we can go back to work in that summertime or whatever, mm-hmm. I started noticing my pants were really tight, like tighter than usual, and I couldn't even fit certain. It was to the point I didn't want to wear certain, but I had to finally go buy more pants, and I've finally gotten back down to a certain weight that I like. And I'm still trying to be on that road. I had to take out a lot of. If you know me, you got to know me to love me. I love chicken shack. I was <laughs> chicken shack. I was eating hibachis and I was drinking daiquiris. And all to say, I was working out by running, but I wasn't lifting in a way. I was just running. So all recipes for disaster with the fact that that you know stay at home order. So I gained. Yeah. I looked at myself in one of the pictures. Man, I just 
I don't even want to look at that picture ever again. <laughs> I was so bad. I, man, I, I'm, I think I'm back to at least a size. I know somebody would be like, you're small, you know, whatever. Like, no, like, I gained a lot of weight. Compared to yeah. relative to what I'm used to my weight being. Yeah, I yeah, like I said, um, finally, uh, I st- I hovered around. I want to say, I know two seventy eight was the heaviest I was. That was that was actually the heaviest I have ever been in my life. Right. Um, and finally, it took this past September where my boss, um, mm-hmm. when I transferred out of Gonzalez to working in Laplace, um, mm-hmm. when I got moved positions at, at my job. My boss decided to go on uh, the Nutrisystem diet, and uh, at the end of September, so end of September, beginning of October, mm-hmm. he went on a Nutrisystem diet. I think he he ended up he's like six two six three, and he weighs like he weighed like three hundred like three hundred fifty pounds. Wow, uh, that's so uh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy, but he started it, and then around in January, it wasn't until we had our break for. Christmas and New Year's because we get we get pretty much two weeks off, uh, and it wasn't until don't brag, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we it wasn't until I had last saw him before Christmas uh, and after Christmas that I realized like, damn, he really losing weight. So I was just mm. like, I looked into it, and I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna do it because it's 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 easy to make food. Well, it's not easy to make food. It's mm. just microwavable food. It keeps you on track. So did that. Went to the gym and between, I started at the end of January. So basically, I'm counting February until uh, June. So between February of this year and June, I pretty much lost all my pandemic weight. Oh, really? Yes. So shout I, out! Uh, we had I, a clap like we could put on him. <laughs> like, Woo, go Chris! <laughs> so I I went from uh, my starting weight was two seventy five, and currently right now. I'm at uh, well, I'm hovering around 250. I, some some days I'm 249, some mm-hmm. days I'm 250. Uh, but I'm hovering around that. Uh, kind of been eating bad for like the last few weeks. Um, but I've lost all my pandemic weight, and I owe I'm, it all to Nutrisystem. I'm, I, <laughs> is this the commercial? <laughs> <I'm not gonna laughs> <lie>. <laughs> yes. Are you trying to get a sponsorship? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it pays the bills. Right. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Shout out. No, I'm really proud of you, bro. Because if anybody knows. I know a person the first time of gaining weight in my life mm-hmm. and I can know how bad it gets and how you just don't feel yourself. Like I yeah. was, I didn't even know I was getting, the thing about gaining weight and I don't know in white families it is, in black families, they let you know every time. True. Oh, shoot. You been gaining weight, huh? <laughs> you been eating, huh, bro? Yeah, dog, dang, you know, they, they let you know. So it's just like for me, getting back to a certain weight is it's been a goal and I, I I'm I think I'm getting to a point where I'm I'm liking my body again. I I hated my body when I'm I'm liking it. It's not where I need to be. Yeah. I'm liking my body. I'm at I, I was at like one ninety five, which is high for me. And now I'm back at it. One I checked myself last night or this morning I'm one eighty five. It's funny because last time I weighed one ninety five I was in like tenth grade. <laughs> okay. Well bro <laughs> I was in high school. Yeah, right. I mean but that's that's my that's my journey. I've never all throughout undergrad, I was like 160, 150. Once I got out of the undergrad and, you know, eating, working, I still was around at a size, but mm-hmm. it came around this pandemic. And even, yeah, even as I got like a little bit before, I started gaining weight. Mm-hmm. But the pandemic just like was a, a massive surge of weight because I just wasn't going anywhere. Like you just don't understand how many steps you take 
when you're at other jobs and once yeah. i got to like a desk job you just yeah sitting down all day so like i've been watching what i eat i can't order hibachi every day i took out a lot of fried food out of my diet i don't eat like raisin mm-hmm. canes or stuff like that and i took all cold drinks but yeah I, I, you know so shout out to anybody that's dealing you know and trying pandemic to transform weight, yeah you know. trying to with the pandemic weight like you know just know that we here as like you know survivors of it and knowing like the struggles you have to so like just keep going for real you yeah. know but uh but yeah it was, it was crazy and then you were saying that one thing that you missed from the stay home order was um traffic no. was the traffic mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie i didn't experience the no traffic but i did however experience the low gas prices yeah man gas is crazy right now like it took me like 47 dollars to fill this in my tank it, the other day it's crazy because back last this time last summer i had the i had my v6 challenger uh now I upgraded to a v8 and you got a v8 yeah when the hell you got a v8 <laughs> okay um, okay I was, I was supposed to know that was that cool about it Damn. oh no it's all like a dragon had, okay <laughs> <laughs> but i had the v i had a v6 challenger and i remember I v8 I remember literally filling up the V6 Challenger, going to and from work after mm-hmm. uh, in mid May uh, to June. It literally just took only twenty to twenty five dollars, and That's I was just like, I was like, that this is amazing. And then another thing, I remember looking on social media like how mm-hmm. they had a gas station in New Orleans where gas was like eighty six cents a gallon, and it was yeah. like the lowest in the country. Given it was like one of them off-brand yeah. stations, but I don't know. I think you you fill up a go kart with that guy. I don't but, know. That guy, <laughs> it might have been a trap. As soon as you try to fill up your tank, ah, give me your give me your keys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was, it was just I forgot. I'm, I mean, you you bring back a lot of memories. Thing that I forgot yeah, this, how this cheap gas was. Memory lane with with the pandemic and everything. Trauma. Maybe I'm blocking out my memories. Trauma. <laughs> but I remember gas being gas was literally like a dollar. What dollar? Twenty five. Use it. Was, it was cheap um, as now hell. gas is well for me now. That I got V eight. I can't do unleaded gas. Like I actually do um, the plus. Oh, rich uh, man. Okay, I'm gonna keep it's, that engine clean. <laughs> but uh, it like I think the other last time I filled up my tank, it was literally fifty four dollars to fill up. Wow. Uh, so yeah, gas is getting expensive. I miss pandemic. Well, not pandemic, but stay home or gas. I right? don't feel as bad as mine when somebody tell me fifty four because forty seven. That's steep. Like just think it's about it. a lot of people don't have that to like you know to do that. Like you got to fill it up. And I try to do this. I don't usually uh when I get gas, I don't do like the twenty third. I try to get exactly to yeah, fill it up. Oh, I, that's yeah, kind of what I've been on the When I uh. When I'm drive, I literally go until the gas light comes on, and then go to the gas station and fill it all. Right, on. that's that's kind of my method. I used to be a put twenty in and I'm be straight. I kind of just fill it up like uh, they See usually me get doing to me. that. I feel like you spend more money doing that. That's my main. That's that's my main point. I used to. I it, it was like until when I started. I guess having the funds to do it. To be uh-huh. honest, in twenty seventeen is when I started filling up my tank all the time. Like when I had it, like uh-huh. I was like I made sure to. You know, do that or whatever, but I feel, I miss those gas prices. I don't miss, you know, I don't miss about the pandemic. How much of a ghost town felt like in in Baton Rouge? Even though Baton Rouge is not a huge city, mm-hmm. it's not a small city too. Yeah. So it's like it I did, felt, I did, got did get like a small, small glimpse of the ghost traffic, but it, it didn't last that long. It maybe lasted like maybe two weeks of me working. It, it was terrible. It was it was to me it was like tumbleweeds and. 
especially if you was dealing with like uh, mental health issues in any form, uh-huh. I could see why that would have like large effects on you because you're just at home, like nobody was doing yeah. anything, and you were like sent to jail or getting a summons if you you know you did anything. Yeah. You remember the pastor? Uh-huh. Uh, thinking, I can't even think dude name Tony Spells. And, uh, um, yeah, Tony Spells. Yeah, he almost like literally went to jail because. He uh, was holding him. service. Yeah, holding service. Uh, it's funny because he actually was in the news, local news, about two weeks ago about mm-hmm. how he had a sermon not too long ago saying that people in the government are evil and against God only because he wasn't able to do his sermon doing the stay home order. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not even gonna comment too heavy on that, but just you know, I'm do you know that's that's some of y'all pastors. I mean, well, <laughs> like, let, I, well, yeah, you know, we don't have to talk um, about it. <laughs> yeah. Steer clear of that topic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so going back to work uh, in the middle of, of this, like, what was that like for you? Because I know when I got back to work, that's when <laughs> masks yeah. were, became a thing. Yeah. I, I lo- so going back, to answer your question, going back to work, it wasn't fun, but I got why we had to do it because mm-hmm. literally if we didn't go back, it was like, I mean, stuff wouldn't get around on the state. Y'all, y'all would have started noticing what my job does. Y'all would have literally been like, hey, who's doing that? F them guys, you know. <laughs> I would have been one of those guys like, sorry. I just didn't want to go back to work because I was trying to protect my health. Like, geez. Yeah. But um, I was, it was a lot of rules. It was like four to elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, all the doors were held open pretty much now. So, like, the open, like, the door. It was just a lot of rules and a lot of adjustments. Um, you didn't have to deal with the conversations. Like some people was feeling like it was a hoax. Some people felt like it was overreacting, mm-hmm. all of that. And I was pretty much on the like, nah, this is real because we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't. Like it's not the flu. Like I literally seen and heard people comparing it to the flu, so that was interesting. Yeah. But outside of that, I liked the mask because it hid my like true facial expressions when these people <laughs> was talking about it and all that. Like it was like okay. But I did like how, I don't know how to put it, I felt like it made my workforce closer. The fact that it was almost like a trauma bond. Uh-huh. Like now we always have something to talk about. We always, it was something always to talk about. I'm not saying we needed that, but it was like a, what was the thing? And then, I don't know, I got to spend a lot of uh, time with my girlfriend, like just us. So that was cool because we didn't have to go to something on every weekend. Mm-hmm. Nothing was going on. So, uh-huh. yeah. But work life, it was. So, yeah, yeah. because I, I was going to say, say when I came back, I saw all the signs. Uh, since technically the building I work in is classified as a government building because it's for a school system. Uh, but it had all the signs from the CDC saying it was like masks are required inside. Everybody has to stay six feet apart. Uh, always wash your hands and stuff like that. So it was definitely something interesting because we had to space out. Well, not we. I had to come up with a plan of how to space everybody six feet apart. Uh, so we're within social distancing guidelines. Uh, so it was very interesting and such a real obstacle to try to like take in social distancing in the workplace yeah so it was, it was weird but i was always one of those people where it's just like yeah i understand we are in a public health emergency um uh, so wear your mask do your due diligence and your civic duty of wearing a mask mm-hmm. so i was always that person like whenever i went out in public 
like to the store to Walmart oh, yeah, or I was something that. like that. I was that person that always had it on a mask. I put it on my car, walked out of my car into where it did, wherever I was going with the mask on and never took it off. I felt fresh with my mask, but I remember wearing a mask early. You was laughed at. I remember going out to a certain event. I'm not going to say who. But I remember wearing a mask and everybody was driving on me. <laughs> like, it was early in. And I was like, dang, man, I'm just saying. They said we should wear a mask. And then, <laughs> lo and behold, afterwards, it really, like, I was probably the best first to wear it. But then again, I think we still learned all the effects of COVID. I think outside it wasn't as bad to be wearing. Yeah, yeah so. Like, yeah. outside, without wearing a mask, it wasn't as so bad. So, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Speaking to that, mm. in the beginning of when we were learning about COVID, I think there was a lot of... Since the Cheetos administration was such a <laughs> colossal, like, disaster, like, since everything, is, and since everything didn't work like how it was supposed to, I think, looking back on it, like, there was a lot of misinformation, mm-hmm. miscommunication, and misinterpretation mm-hmm. that was conveyed to the American public, and it just had everybody confused on, like, what to do, like, what was happening, and how to prevent it. Because at first there was one time where it's just like, yeah, masks have no no real effect. And then they quickly switched to it. It's like, yeah, everybody should be wearing a mask. Uh, well, well, everybody is recommended to wear a mask. And then it changed, it quickly changed to everybody has to wear a mask. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, like, that quick shift in gear, gear in reverse, that 180, really confused a lot of people. And I think it's only because, again, you got to remember... Trump and the way the government was like the government was severely understaffed Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of information was suppressed and not shared so I think there was a lot of miscommunication and missteps in the beginning of it that it could have saved lives and it could have made this whole incident a lot better than what it could have Um, so I I think it's crazy uh, about how what like what we were told and what between what we know now and what we were told at the beginning, it's just it's literally night and day. Well, the hot Cheeto, I don't think he understood what his role was, uh-huh. but I mean that should be indictment to everybody. He killed a lot of people that you guys yeah, know. Because, yeah, because yeah, because I really looking back on it, it's he really like, did kill. There's a lot of people that died during this that really didn't need to i won't forget that and, and I won't that, forget I, that, that that really would be something unforgivable attested uh, to him is that he caused a lot of family to go through unnecessary grief i won't forget and that unnecessary trauma uh, that's another, another painful that memory we also can't forget that like this man literally was telling people to drink bleach yeah, like, uh, and then people tried, and the older couple did, and uh, yeah, older man there, there did, and he a, p- killed himself. Yes, there was an older mm. couple, I think, in the Midwest that, that did it, and literally, like, state health departments around the country was literally pleading with people. It's like, please do not do this. Yeah. Uh, and then it got to the point where the news media, uh, during the um, the press conferences at the mm. White House, like, when Trump caught on, they was just like, I understand he's president, but we just got to cut away from this. Right, because right. Because it's like, at right. this point, he is a public health menace. Yeah. So. I remember, um, you know, some people was, COVID was an interesting time because then you had the difference in experiences, people. Some people were like, fully on the whole, look, if you're safe, then you can do whatever. So people went on vacations. Mm-hmm. People were just like going on trips. 
family gardens, whatever, whatever have you. And some people's like, I'm shutting it all down. Don't come near me. Don't yeah. do all that and all that. And it's interesting to look back on that, how that was kind of a statement on like what your beliefs were. You know mm. what I mean? Just thinking back on it. Like, because I was very neutral on people that went to vacation and stuff. Like, if that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. That's what they wanted to do. Like, I, I, I want to say I was very neutral too. I was just like, you can go on vacation as long as you're being safe and yeah. and that's what people did and it's like it, it really was like an indictment on what your beliefs were now that i think about it. and it's it's weird looking back on it. like 2020 just not the same because i'm trying to remember when did we start back having events as friends or do we ever stop no that sounds bad but it i, I mean <laughs> like, some people were happy, like like when did we all meet again for the first time yeah um when was it i think because i know we just didn't stop having events the very very first one was when uh kiana had just graduated college congrats to her by the way yeah shout uh, out even kiana. though this happened ages ago but um, that was in 2020 she, yes that was in 2020 oh my god yeah uh shout out to her uh so that had to be she may did. or june that i think it was like End of May, beginning, yeah, I think that was the end of May, going into June. Yeah, she had a virtual graduation, and we all got together her house. and surprised her. Yeah, with the, yeah with that the, was. Yeah, yeah, with the yeah, signs yeah, and the yeah, drive-by yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in our cars. Um, That's because crazy. Of, yeah, I think that was the first time we all I met up, because I remember that was the first time I saw Sydney. I was like, oh, God damn. <laughs> um, but... Um, I can't remember what was it. Um, I think that was the. I mean, outside of that, there was other times. I just can't remember what was. No, that was twenty nineteen. I was like, when did we surprise G House for his birthday? That was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. That was Memorial Day twenty nineteen. Uh, I remember it because it's just like, huh, why is Dale on top of a bus? But yeah, I mean, why was G House on top of a bus too? Shout out G House, but you know. You we know how you get night. down. <laughs> so I'm speaking, which I still got that video because I was like, "What is going on? <laughs> Why are we climbing on top of things? How did you get up there?" I miss it. I miss uh, it. But, um, but yeah, I can't. I can't remember what was our first real trauma. Uh, yeah, it was trauma. Trauma. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it was our first real gathering, gathering, but uh, it was crazy. But speaking of that, mm-hmm. it didn't come until June. J- not June. July, where finally COVID hit very close to home for me mm-hmm. because huh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So how, how, was, I, how was your experience with that? I, I would never. I like I, this is always this is like one of those memories that's burned into my mind. Mm-hmm. Is that it was July seventeenth, so my anniversary, my co- my one year. Oh, you remember COVID. the exact date and yes, everything. I remember the exact date. Oh my and god, everything. My my one year COVID. <laughs> I got COVID anniversary is coming up in two weeks. Oh my god. Uh, are you gonna? Was, what are you gonna do to celebrate it? <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember it because it was uh, July twenty first. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, truly, the sentence was a little bit before that, but it was a Tuesday. I remember being in, at, at my job, walking to into where we we work in an old school. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I converted the the library into like or part of the repair shop, and that library is connected to a classroom. And I'm my desk and office and everything is in another classroom. So I remember walking over into the library, uh, talking to people, and just all just out of nowhere, I just start coughing. 
And then it was just like, everybody was making fun. It's like, oh, he got COVID because that's when the COVID jokes was. Yeah, the COVID jokes was hidden. Yeah, it was hidden. If you just sneeze one too many times, Mm -hmm. everybody looked at you sideways. Buku ha ha's in the group message or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I I just remember I started coughing. I was like, damn, I can't stop. Uh, And then uh, everybody was just like, he got COVID and stuff like that. And then I remember saying just like, huh, this is kind of like an unnatural call for me. Uh, So I just walked out. But I still oh, had on wow. I, I still had on a mask though. That's the great thing. I was, I had a mask, so I coughed into the mask. Right. And so as I was walking outside, it was just like, damn, I can't really stop coughing. And so uh, that was a Tuesday, mm. and I was saying to myself, it's like it was the end of the day. It was literally, or we get off at at four o'clock. At this point, it's literally like three fifty-five, and I was just like, I'm really tired for some reason. Uh, and so I was like, all right. So again, it's it's summer. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I'm working 10-hour days, six days a week. So I was just like, yeah, that fatigue is really starting to get to me because it's just like there's a lot. It's the end of the road. And it's just like Not the, summer, the summer work is starting to take a toll on me. So uh, again, it was that Tuesday. Went home. Uh, and I was just like, oh, I might be getting sick. So let me stop at Walgreens. And I, got, mm-hmm. I remember getting some NyQuil. Uh, cause my daddy taught me this. It's just like, yeah, if you got like a common cold, get something like strong for like the flu, because I'm pretty sure whatever you take is going to knock it right out. So right. literally if I sneeze just a little too much and I think I got a cold, I instantly be like NyQuil, uh, NyQuil, severe cold and flu. That's smart. Uh, so bought me a bottle of that and then went home, took a shower. Did what I did my whole nightly routine, and then I just gulped down some mini measure it, just gulped down some NyQuil, went to sleep, woke up, and I was just like, I'm really, really tired. Like, I it was a wow. struggle to get out of bed, and it was just like, yeah, I just sent an email to my boss and the other supervisors, and I was just like, I'm not coming in, All I'm right. staying at home. And so I stayed at home in the bed that day because I remember uh, my dad asked me, it's like, you're not going to work? I was like, nah, I don't don't feel good. So I was just staying in bed, and then still I had that cough. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't bad. It was like, like, it was a cough here and there, but it's getting like persistently kind of like worse. And then Thursday happened. Thursday is my meeting days at work, uh, where it's like my bosses and all supervisors and heads of Ascension Technology and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I went in. Uh, to work and I had a constant persistent cough like it Ooh, got so wow. bad where I couldn't speak a full sentence without coughing they thought you had the whooping cough so, <laughs> so literally I was just like okay in, my, in the back of my head it's just like okay I might really got COVID and stuff like that oh so uh, I went so in, in the room that my desk is in there's a separate room like a separate room that's isolated by itself so I went in that room and worked from in there, isolated from everybody, and still had my mask on and all that. Uh, so ended up uh, doing my work, uh, having a meeting. I remember this our uh, first meeting is like early in the morning at like ten, and it was a struggle to get through that because uh, it's like wow. I could barely talk, and it was just like it it was it was a uphill battle. <laughs> uh, so that was that. And then I had another meeting at one o'clock that afternoon. Had that with uh, our our client, our central people, and stuff like that. And again, it was a struggle. It's like I it took everything in me to focus and maintain trying to speak clearly and consistently without coughing. It's like that cough was not going away. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I was just like, I yeah, I can't do this. Uh, so right after that meeting, I left and went home. 
Uh, and I was just like, you know, let me go and take a COVID test because a lot of the people, a lot of the women that was working uh, there in technology, that was just like, yeah, you can go here and it's like a rapid COVID test. It's like, take it and they'll give you results in like a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just like, let me go to that place. But by the time I made it to that place, they had already closed and stuff like that. Well, the testing was closed. So I was just like, oh, well, look like I just got to go another day. Uh, so fast forward to Thursday night, Friday morning. Got ready for work because I was going to go back to work and isolate myself. Oh, you were, you were, yeah, you were, you were going through, yeah. I, I was going through it. I got yeah. up and, like, the coughing wasn't as bad as it was for Thursday. But every morning I get up, get dressed, and before I walk out of the door, I always spray cologne on myself. Mm-hmm. So I spray cologne on myself, uh, grabbed my laptop, my work laptop and everything, got in the car, and was driving to work. And for some reason... While I was on my way to work, I had the thought to myself. It was like, you know, I didn't smell my cologne this morning. Oh, wow. And so it's just like, wow. That, it was just like a real thought. So I got to work, parked, and I and uh, I have like uh, body spray that I also use. It's like air freshener in my car. And I kind of like sprayed that all in the car, and it has a very strong smell. Mm. And I sprayed all that, and I was saying, I can't smell this. And I was just like, I, I lost my sense of smell. And so then I, I walked right into that office again to grab something because it's like, I, I'm, I'm not going to put everybody at risk at work. Mm-hmm. So I walked in and grabbed stuff, uh, something out of that room that I was in. And this, uh, like, since I'm a supervisor, I get there way before everybody else. So it was before everybody had got in. I was going in, grab what I needed out of that office. And then uh, I was going to send a message to uh, one of my assistant uh, supervisors at the time. It was like, yeah, douse this place and disinfect it. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, douse that room and disinfect it uh, and everything. So the other supervisor so happened to caught me, catch me like while I was on my way out. And he had his mask on and I had it on mine. And I was just like, I have, he, everybody knows me because I have some uh, a particular lotion uh from Bath and Body Works, mm. and I rubbed it on my hands, and everybody was like, "Yeah, that lotion has a very strong smell." And I was like, "I can't smell this." Oh my god! <laughs> I, I literally whispered it just like that. I was like, "I can't smell this." Oh my and god! He, and then, as soon as I said that, he took a step back, and I was just like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go and get a COVID test, so I'm gonna leave for the day." So I left. And I went, I remember it, I went straight to uh, Southern University because that's where I had the testing center. Mm. Uh, went through the drive-through testing uh, and had, had myself tested. And I think I remember on the way back, uh, on my way to there, I put a group message. I was like, hey guys, I can't smell anything. And everybody was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, I, think I, I think I remember that. I was just like, that's, that's crazy. But at the same time, it's just like, I also stopped at McDonald's. Cause I was wow. Like, <laughs> of course you had to stop at McDonald's to give it to me. Yeah, like, like, well, I was just like, wait a minute. If I'm going to go through this, I'm not going to go through this on an empty stomach. And then I was just like, I got to make sure I can taste stuff too. So I, I got a sausage grill and hash brown. And I, oh, it's I, still I, the morning. Yeah, yeah, it's still the morning. And so I stopped and uh, got hash brown. I was like, hmm, still can taste this. So it's like, still got my sense of taste. But I just could not smell anything. So, um, so literally... Went, got the COVID test, went home, and then uh, everybody was just like, what are you doing home? And I was just like, stay back. I lost my sense of smell. And everybody was just like, all right, going straight in your room. So I went straight in my room, 
like took all my clothes and then no my daddy and his germaphobic ass <laughs> uh, he went and took disinfectant and sprayed down all my clothes and just like put them like in a ziploc bag and isolated it from everybody so uh stayed in my room and at that point notified like my bosses and everything I was like hey i just got a covid test uh because i think i got covid because i lost my sense of smell and when I did that, like, it triggered so many alarms and procedures that we had created for when COVID, like, they had to notify everybody, just like, somebody that you came in contact with. <laughs> so, it, like, they, they started notifying, did, doing all of that stuff. Oh, and my just God. like, yeah, I'm going to be working from home. So, literally, I stayed at home for, like, a week. Mm-hmm. So, again, I lost my sense of smell on the 17th of July. And I want to say... Uh, it was a Friday, and it wasn't until that following Friday, no, it wasn't until that following Thursday, um, where it was just like, the my COVID results came back, and it came back positive, and it was just like, well, that was a journey, but literally, like, I lost my sense of smell that Thursday, mm-hmm. well, I had fatigue, a cough, and I lost my sense of smell, and I want to say the most annoying thing out of that was losing the sense of smell. Yeah, I can see why that's annoying. Because it's, Cause like, it's yeah. funny because when you don't have a sense of smell, you kind of do have a sense of smell. Because to me, the best way I could describe it is that everything smelled like burnt coffee. <laughs> like, that's the only thing I can smell. Like, I have, like, I have cologne. Like, I have people in the house can cook. I didn't smell any of this. But the thing is, I feel like it, it messes when you don't have a sense of smell. It doesn't. It messes with your taste too. Like you, sometimes well, no, you taste I, what I you. Still, I could yeah. still taste, but it's just like I could not smell anything. Man, that so, would be infuriating. Uh, but yeah, so I want to say that Friday night I could not sleep because it's just like yeah. I have a pre-existing condition. I have asthma. So it's just like people with asthma was just dropping like flies, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is it! I'm, oh, uh, COVID is about to take me out." I'm just glad we didn't lose you. <laughs> I'm glad too. <laughs> but I was I was just freaking out Friday night, and I could not sleep. And then going to Saturday morning, like literally, it was just like you tell I didn't sleep because I was just tired. But it was it was tired because I didn't sleep, not because mm. because of fatigue. Because yeah. the fatigue only hit me like that Tuesday into Wednesday. Um, but what did you shake back? So, I want to say I shook back probably starting that Monday evening. So, mm-hmm. literally, it was, like, it was like a three-day ordeal, pretty much. It was that Friday, I lost, I, I lost my sense of smell. That Saturday was just hell on earth for me because it was like I had no appetite. I was freaking out. I was having panic attacks. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to die. And then my dad, it was just, he was standing at my doorway, and it was just like, like you okay? You all right? If you if you have shortness of breath or you feel like you can't breathe, let me know. I'll take you to the hospital mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. So uh, he kept checking in on me and stuff like that. But Saturday was the worst. Like I didn't I, I couldn't eat and then I started feeling weak because I didn't eat and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But then Sunday I started eating because I ate some chicken noodle soup um, and I started eating solid food again. And then uh, on that Sunday and then that Monday the coughing started to go away mm-hmm. so i was coughing less and less and less uh and then by tuesday my sense of smell started coming back it's just like i couldn't smell it like i couldn't smell things that was far away mm-hmm. but things that i put like right under my nose i was starting to smell and oh, then wow. uh then persistently started getting better like my, like tuesday i could smell something that was like right under my nose wednesday uh if i spray air fresh in my room i can smell the air fresh in my room uh, and then it just got stronger, stronger, stronger. And then I want to say probably by Friday, uh, I was I was fine. 
Yeah. Like the cough went away. Uh, my smell was coming back. I wasn't fatigued or anything. And then because I remember when I got the COVID results and it sounds positive, I was like, well, I'm fine now. <laughs> uh, so I, told, I was telling my bosses, like, they was keeping in, in constant contact with me and make sure I was okay and asking, is there anything I can, they can do for me? Um, and I got a lot of the best thing they can do to me. It's like, yeah, give me some free PTO. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's all I think about. Because I was going to say, I had used up my PTO, so I went that entire week getting unpaid. Yeah. Um, oh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, so that's a Capitalism. Oh, but, my God. Um, but, yeah, when it was checking up on me, like, by that Friday, because I remember when by Thursday rolled around again, mm-hmm. Even though I was not at work, I still sat through the, my weekly meetings on Friday, on Thursday uh, at home. Uh, so by Thursday, it was like, I was fine. Yeah. Uh, and then Friday, still was fine. And it was like, okay, well, we'll see how you are during the weekend. If you have no symptoms or you feel fine when, uh, over the weekend, you can come back to work. Because by that time, that's when it was just like the 14 day from the symptoms of your first symptoms and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like we were coming up on that 14 day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, like I think my 14th day ended up being, um, it ended up being, I think that Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they were saying, it's just like, yeah, if you go 24 hours and you show no symptoms or anything, or you you're like, if you don't cough or do anything like all day Sunday, let us know. And then you can come back Monday. So, like I said, uh, ended up not coughing at all that during that time, and I went back to work Monday, and then wow. <laughs> uh, literally, uh, I want to say that Saturday, uh, because my boss he lives in Laplace. He was like, "Yeah, this certain this particular place does rapid testing." So that Saturday, I did made like a quick trip to Laplace, did rapid testing to see make sure I didn't have like. Uh, I didn't have COVID, mm-hmm. and literally that Monday morning was at work. Like they emailed me the results, and it was, and my results came back negative. And I was just like, "Thank God, free at last." And then as soon as, uh, soon as I said that, I was like, "Well, everybody, I bet bet you were wondering where I was for last <laughs> week." <laughs> uh, so I I came clean with them. I was told I was like, "It was me. I had COVID." <laughs> That's, that is uh, yeah, like like yeah. because yeah, I'm like I'm not that. I'm the type of supervisor. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to my employees. Like, yeah, I, I keep it real with them and try to be as transparent as possible. But I like uh, that the I fact can. that they you make sure, like, you know what I mean. Like they're, it's anonymous. We don't know who. Yeah, it is that, yeah. That like I said, thing. from from the higher ups, that was yeah. just like you came in contact with somebody and, with COVID. Then when I got back, I was like, it was me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it then again, everybody thing. knew that because I was the only one that was out for a week. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. Um, so yeah, that was my COVID struggle. And then I'm not gonna lie, one of the funny things is that my sense of smell fully didn't come back until a full like five months later. And now since my sense of smell came back, I have a really sensitive nose. Like I see you smell everything now. Yes, I smell everything. That's now, funny. unfortunately. Like I it got so bad that when my sense of smell fully came back, there was some colognes I couldn't wear anymore because it's just like wow. I smell all the chemical <laughs> in it. Wow. And it's just like I can't do this. Like it didn't smell great. It smelled like chemicals. <laughs> so it's just like yeah, we're not. I, I I'm not. I, I just gave them to my brother. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good that you shook back and you fully shaken back. You fully vaccinated and all of that. Like it's just it's just crazy the fact that you dealt with that whole process. You can have a full on knowledge of what people you know went, went through. through. Well, yeah. Some people. Everybody's COVID cases different. I think I've read something with his lady said she got COVID. She hasn't been able to smell and taste since last year. Yeah. Still. Everybody is definitely different. I, I really am fortunate that 
literally my ordeal lasted three days yeah uh, well not really three days but it lasted pretty much the severe very, symptoms. yeah, yeah the, severe symptoms. Uh, the severe symptoms lasted all of three days yeah uh, but i was uh, i was out of commission for a full like probably week in total mm. but um but yeah I, I was very very fortunate like i didn't have no shortness of breath and especially given the fact that uh i have asthma but I didn't. I didn't have anything severe, and I wasn't hospitalized. or didn't. Never felt like I needed to go to the hospital. So, like I said, I I find myself extremely, extremely fortunate. It was pretty much a blessing. I mean, I'm looking back on it now, thinking about like we didn't have vaccines at the time to available yeah. to people. We were just kind of like get it out the mud and that you know quarantine yourself and hopefully something come you know come around. The vaccination didn't come to December of. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, vaccinations didn't really become a thing until December 2020, mm-hmm. and then even when that happened, like all the medical staff um, yeah. got it because I know the first person in our friend group that got it was Donna. Yeah, she's only been because vaccinated. she yeah. yeah only because she works in the hospital. Yeah, she's been locked and loaded real yeah. quick. You know, right? <laughs> protected. <laughs> Shout so, out Donna. Uh, so yeah, it, it was it was something. It was a journey. It was uh, a journey. But I was the thing about it when I got COVID, I was like, damn, I really did everything I was supposed to and still ended up getting it. and still to and this day i don't know where i picked it up from and that's the main thing i think some people and it's a scary part you can take all the precautions in the world but it doesn't matter because then it's such a pervasive yeah virus infection that it's like it doesn't matter like it's yeah. just like oh we, you know so because i remember I, w- I went to my doctor in september 2020 and mm. i explained to him about that and it was like yeah it's just like you can be that person that's driving in the car and you always wear your seatbelt, um, but that doesn't guarantee that you will never die in a car accident. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, he equated it to that. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And that's science, honestly. But, you know, that goes to the same thing with vaccinations. You can be fully vaccinated and wait your two weeks and all that. You can still get COVID, possibly pass away from COVID, but it doesn't mean that you don't get it. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, again, your chances of getting COVID mm-hmm. uh, are very, very low. Yeah. Uh, and then your possibility of having severe symptoms is even lower. But I still recommend that everybody should get vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, they showed the percentages of people that were unvaccinated to people that vaccinated. The, the death toll of the people that are vaccinated is like at 0.1%. Yeah. Basically, every all COVID infections in the United States right now, I want to say uh, statistically, uh, based on what's being reported, like 98% of all new COVID infections are unvaccinated people. Uh, 98%. A plus plus. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, I don't know that vac- math yeah, is not mapping. The vaccine works. If, if, it That's works. All I can say. That's all I can say. Is nothing in science is a hundred percent like Chris was saying earlier, basically in so many words. Yeah. Wear so, your seatbelt. Again, uh, there is no one hundred percent guarantee. Mm-hmm. Again, with anything, there's gonna be uh, outliers because again, there's no such thing as perfection. Right. Um, there are gonna be people like that so like i said just don't be somebody that unnecessarily gets sick sick and god forbid unnecessarily passes away from something you could have prevented because another thing that's happening right now is think about having been like this far into the game mm-hmm. and you get taken out by covid and it was so easily preventable uh, <laughs> that's kind of crazy getting yeah. taken out by covid like it just it's crazy yeah because unfortunately that's like still, that. that is still, that is the reality that is still happening people like we are 
more than halfway into 2021, the vaccine has been readily available to everybody since April, mm-hmm. uh, beginning of April, end of March, and you still getting taken out by the virus. And it is, it is 100%. That is one thing that is definitely 100%. Mm. is you getting COVID is preventable. And that is the present timeline of what we were talking about. We kind of try to give you guys a run through through it, but that is the present timeline. If I'm looking at these stats on CNN, the five most populated clusters of under-vaccinated people are in the southern states. Yeah. So that includes like, you know, West Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, we have the highest rate of unvaccinated individuals, and I think reading an article, it said that we have like some of the most deaths per capita compared to like smaller, you know, with smaller to bigger city ratios. We're having one of the highest rates in the southern region because mm-hmm. people just aren't getting vaccinated. I think the U.S. population is vaccinated at a 49 or 48.7 percent. Yeah, and then another thing to drive home with vaccinations, I don't know, um, we're going to touch on this uh, as one of our. A uh, few closing points and wrap-up points, but how do you feel about the states literally creating lotteries to beg people to sign to get the vaccine? Louisiana recently did it. Uh, yeah, your shot at the million, where basically if you get at least your first dose of the vaccine, yeah. you can enter in to win a hundred thousand dollars. And if you're a student in college or if you're under uh, twenty-one, it's a hundred thousand dollars scholarship. And Which then, is messed up because why can't somebody in college can't deserve a hundred thousand in dollars? I know. You know what I mean? When you think about it, that's kind of so. And then the grand prize winner is there's a drawing for winning a million dollars. So, um, I feel that, um, wow, I, I'm looking on CNN. I'm sorry, just a little tidbit. Rita Wilson explains why she and Tom Hanks haven't been vaccinated yet. That is kind of crazy and they were like one of the main couples in the beginning <laughs> yeah be. because we just said it, like it was crazy when everybody took it seriously when they got covid yeah that's pretty crazy but to answer your question that's just wild um <laughs> i think it's a misuse of the funds they got from probably the american rescue i get it but it's like people i don't think that's bringing the skeptical people that already weren't you know getting the vaccine to be like oh i can win a hundred thousand dollars they're gonna look at it like See, now they're really trying to get us. They're trying to, yeah. you know, tempt those with money. I'm not about to get that. Like, I don't know. I don't have a perfect answer. But it just seems a little weird. Can't those funds go to something else? Like, I don't know. Well, like, the thing about it is, like, I know at least in Louisiana, it's funds dedicated to the pandemic. So, uh-huh. uh, it's extra money that they didn't spend. Uh, so, it, it has to go to something COVID-related. So, they're deciding to spend it on uh, rewarding people for get, getting the, the uh, COVID mm-hmm. shot. So, um, like I said, that's where we're at right now. And uh, it's something because there's countries around the world that are literally pleading, wishing they had the vaccine to take, whereas Americans are swimming in the vaccine. Again, as I said earlier, we're swimming in the vaccine and the U.S. government is pleading with people to please take it. Isn't that just like a snapshot of America? A lot of times we have a surplus of anything. Yeah. And we don't use it to the fully like you know to what is ne- yeah, yeah what it needs to be and then in a, another place they're like oh no you know we wanted the vaccine you know they can't get it as much and then we yeah. have to ship it out but the u.s we're really funny when it comes to like all of these things like we say we want to be outside we say we want to be you know back to normalcy 
but we're not doing the things that need to be normal like because i'm going over and think about how horrific it was early on mm -hmm. the rates are climbing back up it hasn't seen i think i've seen the covid cases or like reaching up to like the in the u.s ten thousand a week or something like that or uh, i don't know but i i remember i was sitting at my desk today and i so having was i was on twitter mm. uh and i ended up glimpsing the um the Department of Health COVID report that comes out every day at 12. Mm. And Louisiana added, uh, I think, about 762 new cases in one day. Yeah. So that's a number that we haven't seen since this time last year. And so. it goes back. I mean, it just goes back to people not listening to health professionals, not trusting them. But it goes back to Orange Guy. If he would have never placed that distrust in people, of course you would have had a lot of people that would have been having a contrarian view of this, you know, health crisis and pan panaroni would have been like, yeah, I'm not still not taking it. But I think if the administration above at the time would have took it seriously, we wouldn't have so many people distrustful of it. You know, if, if he came out and this white guy with all this power said, hey, y'all need to get vaccinated because he's even vaccinated. You know, mm -hmm. if yeah, you know, it is. I think this would have been the scene. You would have quickly seen seventy to eighty percent, and I don't know if that develops her immune, immune. How to say immunity. it? Immunity. I, I, can't, I couldn't say the word. <laughs> don't worry, I mispronounce words all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm from, I'm from the south. <laughs> but I just think that would have had a great, great effect on what we're dealing with now because we're still trying to convince people to get the vaccination i mean the vaccine and it's just it's it's, it's falling on deaf ears so i'm wondering when well, my question to you and this is my main thing what do you think it's going to take for people to get the vaccine uh i think it's going to take people to realize that it actually is safe because another thing we keep saying like talking about skepticism about mm. the vaccine and we never address why but this is the first vaccine that has been made with mrna mm -hmm. is which is a new type of um which is a new method of making vaccines mm -hmm. and a lot of people are skeptical about it because it's the first of its kind yes and uh a lot of people are skeptical too along with it being the first of, the kind, of its kind with how short it was made uh literally it started in development uh the beginning of 2020 and it was approved towards the end of 2020 so one year Yes. Uh, so a lot of people are skeptical of it because of how long it was, but most people don't know is that mRNA mRNA vaccines have been something that has been in development for literally decades. I think the first time it was started was back in the seventies, um, and that's the main point. A lot of these things have been things we've been working on as far as these vaccinations yeah. for a long time. So they're like, "Oh, y'all just created it." To, no, you know, yeah, yeah but like, a lot of medical experts was like, no, this is not it, like this is new to y'all, but it's not yeah, new to us. Right. But this is the first time it has been used on humans, and a lot of people have been saying is that uh, since this is uh, this type of vaccine is so effective, this is probably going to be the way vaccines work or are created, like going forward mm -hmm. until its successor comes along. Um, but I think. Really and truly, people are skeptical because of, uh, like, I'm not going to trust something that was done in, like, eight months yeah. and stuff like that. Or, oh, it still doesn't have full approval. Yes, it is true because both vaccines, Moderna, Pfizer, even Johnson Johnson, are approved through emergency. emergency. Uh, however, they do plan on 
filing for the full authorization. Uh, I think Pfizer has already applied for it. Moderna is going to apply for it uh, mm-hmm. at some point this month. But they are trying to seek full approval from the FDA. Yes. Uh, but when did y'all start listening to the FDA? Y'all don't listen to nothing. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's that is my thing. When I hear somebody, I think I heard somebody make that point. I'm like, when did you listen to the FDA? Like so, if you see some of the things the FDA have to do to approve like food to get on like aisles of supermarkets, uh-huh. you would be shocked. Yeah, and so yeah. I, I know another thing is yeah. with Pfizer doing their testing. Like they literally had I think forty thousand participants across the world. A large place. sample size. Yeah. So and then they they recorded very minimal to no no side effects at all. Mm-hmm. And then even I'm gonna say, all my friends that have. Um, that have the vaccine, we are completely fine. Like nothing about me has changed. I don't feel any kind of different uh, at all. Like and that's my point. That, that's my point, Chris. Like I don't understand when people are like, oh, let's see how y'all start acting. Do you think we gonna start acting like robots soon? Well, then uh, again, you gotta remember some people thought that if when you get get the vaccine, that's how you are gonna get your five G. Yeah, you your five G. That we gonna have Wi. I mean, that's all lit to me. We have internet on my <laughs> Like if that's what the worst y'all got, I I just don't like these scare tactics. These this contrarian view that's that's anti intellectual in every facet of it, where you you you're kind of scaring people from it or saying I'm on my own mind when you sound like you're really just hurting yourself, your grandma, mm-hmm. your daddy, your mama, and I don't know. Maybe you do want to hurt those people, but that's between you and them. I need to be safe and I want to go back to being normal. And if we, and I feel like that's something you agree with, then you just being facetious for no reason. That's my main point. Like, I'm looking at these numbers. I'm looking at Chris. Uh, As of Thursday, less than half of the U.S. population, 47.7, was fully vaccinated. Um, Countries with the highest highest case rates tended to have low vaccination rates, which is the U.S. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, you COVID-19 hospitalizations have been ticking up. So the number of COVID-19 uh, patients in the U.S. was nearly 18,000 Tuesday. 18,000. This this article was just dropped yesterday, man. Yeah, so definitely uh, people think everything opened up and the masks has come off. Um, it means that, like, it's over, but it, we're definitely not far from over. It's like, uh, it's like the story of the tur- tortoise and the hare. And the United States is literally the hair, and the virus is the tourist. Yeah. Um, we got so close to the finish line, and we think that we're going to win, and now we, we're taking our nap. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but the thing about it is, like, we got to wake up and cross the finish line, and us crossing the finish line means, like, everybody's got to get the vaccine. Four million people have died worldwide from the va- I mean, not from the vaccine, from COVID-19. Um, the U.S. would have seen about over about 300,000 about more deaths if they didn't have vaccinated individuals. So it saved uh, a third of a million lives pretty much. So yeah. the thing is, if people don't start getting vaccinated and this virus keeps spreading throughout people what I'm seeing in the U.S. and seeing even close to home as Louisiana, we're going to have more variants pop up like this Delta variant that's been seen everywhere in the U.S. Mm-hmm. These variants are going to become stronger as they mutate throughout our bodies and they're going to develop immunities toward our vaccines. If yeah. people don't start getting this vaccine, it could start being what we were describing earlier, where it was a ghost town, a tumbleweed, and a sea. So we're not out of it yet. Stop thinking because you see a concert is out of it. It's probably not safe for you to go to a concert, to be honest. It's probably not safe for you to be in your 
workplace without a mask. If but you're unvaccinated. If you're unvaccinated. But we still have to make the concerted effort as a group to stop being selfish and to look out for somebody outside of ourselves. So that's my main plea. And I just want y'all to, to just realize that whoever is not participating in getting like the vaccine. But that's that's my plea. I love y'all. I want the best for us. So, yeah. All right. With that, we're going to wrap it up and end it there. So this is going to be our last episode before all summer break. We'll be Unfortunately. <laughs> we're going to be taking a summer break. And we'll see you then when we get back. Hey, we're gonna miss y'all. Hope y'all enjoy listening. I enjoy. We enjoy putting out these episodes for you guys, and can't wait to come back. You know, better and stronger. Yep. Until then, see ya.